Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome, and this is the weekly Spirit Seeker Hour brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. And this is Cindy Meyer, your radio show host and the publisher of Spirit Seeker Magazine. Uh, We are getting ready to celebrate our 20th uh, year in print in July of this year. So a lot of um, a lot of memories, a lot of fabulous memories, uh, truly. And each issue that is birthed is a is a, a, I don't even know how to describe it. But when the issue is finished and we go to the printer, it's just this moment of miraculousness with all of the people who come together to make the magazine possible. So I'm going to do just a few uh, announcements and then bring my guest on. You can find us at www.spiritseeker.com. You can also find us on Facebook uh, at spiritseekermagazine.com, Spirit Seeker Magazine. And um, we also uh, encourage you to join our email list because by joining our email list, you will then uh, be part of our email newsletter that goes out at least once a week, sometimes um, two and three times a week, actually, but normally it's one time a week. And we let you know who the radio show guests are that week. We let you know um, when the magazine is online. And uh, we also let you know about other Mind, Body, Spirit events throughout the U.S. and into uh, Canada. So we do not sell our list at Sacrosanct. It, you just hear about Spirit Seeker and the Friends um, and uh, people who support Spirit Seeker, the different events that they're doing. Uh, we also reward our email subscribers by doing drawings periodically for, actually regularly, for books and CDs and DVDs, and we have tickets for different events. Uh, you can find the print magazine in the Midwest. Uh, you can find us in Chicago, Kansas City, and St. Louis, and we've been published online since 1998. Our Vedic astrology uh, is only found online each month, and and it's from a wonderful, ancient, wise man uh, in the Himalayan uh, mountains who contributes that each and every month. And it's Vedic astrology, which is a little bit different. So that's the scoop. So send an email to info at spiritseeker.com asking to be added to our email list. And then uh, you will be updated on all of the wonderful happenings at Spirit Seeker and with um, our, our uh, people that... Uh, we know that are doing good work on the front lines. And one of those good people is Margaret Ann Limbo. Uh, Margaret Ann was the keynote speaker at the 2014 uh, Spirit Seeker Holistic Expo. And um, I had found my way to Margaret Ann's shop many years before that. Actually, it was in 2006, not knowing who she was. But then um, I'd heard about her. I read her books. I played with some of her cards. And I say play um, in, a, in a way of those that know me know that I love cards. So when I say play, it's like me dancing with spirit. And her cards are absolutely fabulous. Um, so Margaret Ann has a lot of hands in the fire. She is the owner of the Crystal Garden that I mentioned that I uh, wandered into in 2006. It's a conscious living gift store and um, bookstore in Palm Beach County, Florida. For close to 30 years, Margaret Ann has led workshops and classes around the country. Um, She hosts all kinds of things in the store, meditation and uh, different classes. She's highly renowned for her dedication to helping people focus on mindfulness and positive thought. Her audio CDs, guided meditations, and more are distributed nationally, and she has written several books. Um, You can visit her online at margaretannlimbo.com. Margaret Ann also contributes to Spirit Seeker each and every month. Um, you can always uh, find her articles. You know, some most of the time they're in the print magazine, but um, you know, sometimes they're in the online magazine. But either way, she is a part of Spirit Seeker each and every month. Uh, tonight, she is going to talk about her uh, newest uh, publications, uh, Masters, Mystic Saints, and the Gemstone Guardian Cards. She is the author of five books for de- uh, decks of um, divination and spiritual uh, cards to guide you. She has nine spoken audio CDs for meditation and positive thought. She is the creator um, of a line of award-winning aroma energetic sprays, including smudge in, in spray and the seven chakra sprays, and they're absolutely fabulous. I totally recommend each and every one of them. You should have all seven and the smudge spray um, because you just, you know, when your solar plexus needs it, there you go. You've got it. 
and um, and the smudge spray I use in every single one of my feng shui consultations, and I keep my own house and office clear with it. Um, okay, so she's the author. I'm going to mention all these books. Um, actually, we'll talk about it as we go along. So at this point, I would like to bring uh, Margaret Ann onto the air. Margaret Ann, are you there? I am. Thank you for having me again on your show. Oh, I'm delighted. I was looking so forward. (laughs) I feel the same way. I mean, I'm so glad we got to enjoy time recently together in person, which was lovely, right? Oh, it was beyond. And I got to meet your husband, and I got to meet your, you know, all the people in your store who are your support people who make everything, you know, uh, help you. I mean, we all need help. And the energy of the store. I mean, listeners, I showed up on a Sunday, and I just, I saw Margaret Ann like she was multitasking like you wouldn't believe. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to interrupt her right now. I mean, you were at the register. You were answering questions. You were (laughs) – it was just – I thought, okay. So I just kind of took my own little self-guided tour, and what a beautiful place. I mean, is it – has it always been in this location for the full 30 years? Yes. Yeah, exactly. I started the store in August of 88. And so we're going to be 29 this August. I, it's just amazing because we're really on like kind of off the beaten path. You know, we're definitely a destination location. And you saw how busy we were on that Sunday when you came in. That's very typical. It's wonderful. <laughs> oh, it was so happy. You could just feel it. And there were people in all the different rooms, you know. And then, you know, and even though there wasn't a lecture going on in the lecture room, people kind of wander in there and they feel the energy of that. And, I mean, just fabulous, Margaret Ann, just fabulous. Yeah. Ah, thank you. And if they wander all the way back to the angel room where we do the events, they'll find Spirit Seeker magazine on that bookshelf, too. <laughs> Well, thank you. I know we ship there every single month. I mean, it's like, and I get calls from Florida, and I know that they come from you. So, so let's hear your story before we go into this beautiful new deck of cards. um, Let's just whatever you'd like to share. I mean, how how did your store, which is the flag flagship, that's where it all started, pretty much. How did how did that all come to be? Oh well, you know. The dark night of the soul, kind of, you know, back in 87, I was at that time a mortgage banker. And the stock market crashed in October of 87, and it catapulted me out of the mortgage banking industry. I was in senior management, and I wasn't able, even though I went back into it for a short period of time, it really had kicked me out. And I realized, okay, it's time to create the store that I had always dreamed of. But I really, you know, fought it. I I really didn't do it gracefully and easily initially. I was very much devastated because I really, you know, identified myself as a mortgage banker. I loved it. I did it well. I loved my staff. I had a large staff. We had many locations. It was a good thing. And I loved helping people get into their home. It was fantastic. And at that time, mortgage banking, we really banked the customer right. Well, fast forward after many years of really not knowing what I was doing as a retailer, I um, finally figured it out with the help of fellow retailers and also by going on national book tour eventually, which I really fast forwarded there. Yes. Because I went I, I went to a lot of locations. In fact, that's when we really connected when I was on my Chakra Awakening book tour. That's the first book I wrote. And it was uh, because of Jennifer and uh, the store she had was Holistic Journey. And it was in Belleville, Illinois at the time, right? I remember. I most certainly yeah. remember, yeah. And then she moved it to Fairview Heights. And um, But, but you were part of that. I mean, I would. I don't know that I would have found you. I didn't even correlate you with me being in your store when I was on the breast cancer journey and found a book in your store on breast cancer, found the, um, the beautiful orange stone that um, – helped me so much in the healing, uh, you know, of that of that time. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my gosh, because I, I saw that Jennifer was bringing you in. I thought, 
I know that lady. I know that store. And, you know, and the rest, you know, I contacted you and you were very sweet. You, you know, wrote an article for the magazine and, you know, you were interviewed. And, you know what, the rest is history, you know. I mean, and the minute I met you, I was like, oh, my gosh, I know this woman. You know, we had so much fun. You know, and and you helped so many people. Yeah, I mean, look how many people you helped. You did, you did the uh, the keynote um, talk at the expo. Then you taught a class on um, teaching people how to work with crystals and healing. You taught the meditation class at my house on um, Arch- Archangel Raphael and how to cut the cords. You know, we were busy. Now, stop. Right. You did readings, right? You I know, you did. coached me. I forgot. Business. Oh, my yeah. gosh, we were busy nonstop, and we had so oh, much fun. Oh, and we fun. did the workshop at that co- that was located the off-site at the convent, I think it was, right? Right, the Maria Center. Yeah, the Maria Center, which is, oh. you know, years and years of nuns and right overlooking the river. You know, it's down on Broadway oh. in St. Louis. And, I mean, I wasn't loved it that. Yes, yes. <gasps> I adored it. that because it felt very comfortable and familiar because I was raised in Catholicism, so it just felt very comfortable and loving, very loving. You know, that yeah, was great. I it was agree. a really good experience. You're very kind. You know, I feel honored to know you and that you let me publish <laughs> articles in your magazine <laughs> and that you had me at the expo. Oh, no. Uh, Every keynote. month I'm like, what did you write about this time? And I'm like, oh, what stone do we have? <laughs> so, which is the perfect segue into um, your latest and greatest um, deck of cards, the Masters, Mystic Saints, and Gemstone Guardian cards. And I find it fascinating that both of us individually, not knowing it, pulled a card for tonight's show. I know, I love it. So, um, you want to tell so, yours first, or sure? You, so, you know, I think it's kind of interesting. Go ahead. I think it is too. And um, you know, we have a lot going on. We all know that the hearing started today, and we're not going to go into politics. But more than ever, more than ever, the spiritual tools and um, spiritual practices and principles are um, much needed because you know when we have this much you know, confusion, when we focus on truth and light and love, then the rest of it kind of gets neutralized. And so I thought it was just perfect that I pulled the St. Anthony card. So um, St. Anthony, it says, spiritual teachings are available, are available to me in various forms. Wisdom and spiritual education come to me through my practice of meditation, prayer, and contemplation. I am a conduit to receive inspiration. I am open to the healing power of prayer. And then the um, these cards are so beautiful. They have the um, the mystic or the saint, you know, or the ascended master on the one side, and then on the other is the crystal that goes along with that particular um, inspirational teacher. And it says, Muscovite, are you in search of spiritual teachings? Have you found spiritual teachers to guide you? The wisdom you seek can often be found in books. Open your heart to the spiritual education found in the written word of mystics and saints. The power of prayer restores your spirit and returns you to your center. That's beautiful, Margaret Ann. Well, I'm glad that you feel that way. I do. I feel like it's very, I believe and I perceive that prayer is not only excellent for our personal health and well-being and, you know, state of mind, but then it just really expands to assisting all the people around us and the world. And the more we focus on love and well-being, it really does make a difference. It's not like we're not going to solve every single problem of the world, but we sort of are (laughs) in the bigger picture we will if we maintain inner peace for ourselves. And prayer is a perfect tool for that. Right. So this, um, well, why don't you share the card that you pulled and, um, okay. and the, the, the message from that? Excellent. I'd love to. So all I did was I thought about that you and I would be spending, you know, the next hour together, and I shuffled the cards, and, I, and the one that stuck out of the deck and jumped, sort of jumped up, you know, not dramatically, but just, it stuck out of the deck is the pre-night card. And the pre-night card on one side shows the photograph of the beautiful gemstone and says, are you ready to transform your life and create happiness? Are you ready to release suffering and ignorance? Determine the root of suffering and observe rigid thought patterns. Embrace inner peace and mindfulness. Practice honesty and compassion. 
as you release old and worn out perspectives on life, open yourself to great happiness. And, you know, I think this is perfect for both what I perceive in the world, but also for what the work that you do on the planet, Cindy, with all that you offer and making sure that people have this amazing magazine and bringing on, um, you know, your radio guests to help people feel inspired and find happiness. And I love that. It's His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama. He's the only living master inside of this. All the rest of them have already passed over. And his affirmation is, I recognize the impermanence of all life and release the associated suffering. I am open and receptive to all that is good. It is normal for me to experience great happiness in my life. I choose to embody peace and compassion. I am liberated. That is beautiful. And, you know, the Dalai Lama is very active right now. I mean, you know, the, which is kind of interesting. Like, I didn't realize that the, uh, the U.S. government was supporting his work still, you know, financially, but that's just been cut. They, they cut that. That was one of the, the budget cuts um, supporting the Dalai Lama and his work. And the Dalai Lama was just like, it's okay. Like, he knows, the Dalai Lama knows that that support will come in a different way. I mean, he didn't even, like, mm-hmm. you know, there was no, nothing, no, not even a wrinkle. It was like, okay. You know, and, That's, and you know, I, I like sense. how he is that, yeah. And, and you know, this friend, of, actually, this is kind of an unusual story, but Spirit Seeker is designed in India each and every one, every month. And the person that I met who um, made that possible with his design team um, was, was, um, very aware of the Dalai Lama's work when he was in Tibet. And when he fled Tibet, he went to my friend's, uh, it's like a castle. It was like this huge, huge um, home in the mountains. And the Dalai Lama brought his entourage to there. And the, the person said, all I want is for you to pay me a dollar a year. And the Dalai Lama wound up there in India when he fled. And he he never worried once, you know, Margaret Ann. He just knew that, it would all be taken care of. I mean, isn't that just amazing, that full faith like that? It really is. But, you know, this is a man that has reincarnated so many times. There's like this innate wisdom and connection with such a higher level of consciousness. I mean, I've been blessed to have a number of times that I've been in his presence in large groups of people well not privately and you know I remember when I went to uh, I I attended the um, Kala Chakra initiation in Washington DC while I was on Chakra Awakening book tour I planned my tour around going to that um, event and it was profound Cindy to watch observe experience participate in these ancient traditions and rituals that in my mind, it's like it's so kind of uh, a, a, like sort of bizarre that it's happening inside of this Verizon Center instead of on the right. side of the mountain in Tibet, you know. But it was right. that ancient and that sacred. Yeah, I saw him in 2012. I was still in the wheelchair from when I fractured my kneecap, uh, my knee and ankle on three spots. So I was in a wheelchair and he was talking and he he um this just a you know profoundly affected me he had had the children in the chicago area this was in evanston at evanston university he had the children in chicago all write articles on how they felt that they um through their efforts in peace could change the world so they all competed for these this essay on on how they felt that they could change the world and and focus on world peace and then the winners of the essays got to stand up in front of over 2,000 people in this auditorium and read their essays out loud with the Dalai Lama beaming at them you know like just feeling that love and and then he went on to talk and, you know, I don't know if this was the way it was for you, but at one point I was like, I was there, but I wasn't there. I was, you know, he emanates so much energy that I was just, I, I opened my eyes and then Sean P- 
Penn was on the stage. It was like the strangest thing. I thought, where did I go? Where was I? I mean, I was transported. Mm. And um, and then I came back, and then here's Sean Penn, you know, who has greatly supported the Dalai Lama's work and, and how much – uh, his teachings influenced him. And, I mean, it's like thousands of people, and it's like you can hear a pen drop. That's, you know, I mean, he just radiates that like transmission. right there, right? Right, Isn't right. Isn't it like it's almost right. as if he's sitting right in front of you or you're sitting right in front of Right. And he just, like, that smile, like, radiates, like, sunshine and love. You know, you're just like, whoa. That's yeah. true. It's true. My <laughs> first experience he's... was down in Miami, and it was right in between uh, Hurricane Francis and Hurricane Jean, which is how we <laughs> – that's a marker here for South Floridians. <laughs> and he, so it was literally between those two hurricanes, and I was amazed that he still came into town knowing that this hurricane was on the way, the second hurricane. And we went to this event, which I'm so grateful for, and – but as I'm sitting in these bleachers in a, I think it was the University of Miami, one of their locations, underneath, he was coming under, from underneath the, the bleachers, but I didn't know that. All of a sudden, I'm sobbing, but in, in, a, in, a, in a peaceful way. And, you know, like I wasn't hysterical oh, yeah. or anything. My friends turn around, they look at me, and, like, I'm a, I used to be a crier. I used to cry a lot. And they're, like, rolling their eyes. There goes Margaret. You know, she's crying again. Now you but felt like, it. Why you are you crying? It. I felt uh, it. I felt it before yeah. I saw him, which I thought was profound. Yeah. Well, he radiates profound. it. You know, and it's like, you know, he just radiates that um, amazing grace, you know. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's really, it truly is grace. And so I think it's perfect that, you know, we have St. Anthony and, you know, His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, guiding this show tonight. And listeners, that's what these cards are about. Margaret's going to talk about it. But it's like, you know, she has brought in this whole energy of the masters, mystics, and saints and how they relate to gemstones. So, you know, Margaret Ann, just tell us the journey of, like, even – I can't even imagine putting this all together and matching up each um, profound teacher, you know. The, and why don't you explain also to listeners who are, like, maybe, like, well, who are the masters and who are the mystics and who are the saints? Maybe we should start mm-hmm. with that and how you then tie that in because – you are the crystal garden girl. You you know your crystals. Mm-hmm. I do, I do. You know, I think I, I think that what I well I know what I perceive about everything is I think so much in the terminology of gemstones. Like I know I understand or feel their vibratory um, energy, meaning that I, okay, the basic thing is the crystal isn't going to. Um, magically realign your consciousness but your thought form in addition to a gemstone can very much help you because our beliefs our thoughts our words our actions whatever we're focused on creates a reality so the gemstones amplify magnify keep us focused on what we want and i know you know this cindy but for our listeners or your listeners i want to make that point that a crystal or a gemstone can help you maintain your awareness on what it is that you do want instead of focusing on what you don't want. So, you know, as I realize that everything is energy, the more I realize how much everything is energy, there are certain energies that are what I call vibrationally matching with and together to each other. Like, you know, and in this case, in this particular deck, this is the third in the series of the Gemstone Guardians cards, I, I realized that the, the master teachers that bring us all these, all the spiritual wisdom and the ancient knowledge and, and the teachings that can help us live on planet Earth, that's the whole point of this, to make this more of a charmed life and evolve our souls and our spirits, then these masters match up. So with the I, I look at that with almost everything I do. You know, there's more of these decks to come. I just finished one and sent it off to the publisher, so I can't say yet, but there's another one coming out soon. Oh, my but gosh. I just, Great. I know. I, I have so many ideas. It's so wonderful and so exciting. But, like, you know, if, if you know, like I grew up in Catholicism, so saints were natural for me. And so I loved the saints. I loved 
reading about them. I, I loved seeing their statues. And then as I got into metaphysics and spirituality and I opened my horizons, I then really got connected with the, the Hindu deities as well as the Hindu and, and Buddhist deities and teachers um, that have lived, these saints, like Sathya Sai Baba's in the deck. And um, um, uh, what, oh, it's, oh, it's escaping me. I can see him in my mind's eye. Sathya Sai Baba and um, Neem Karoli Baba. I think those are two amazing teachers uh, that have lived during our lifetime. Paramahansa Yogananda's in here. And right oh next gosh, to it, I I'm, I'm now I'm flipping. Do you? Yeah. Self-realization. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, because, I mean, he guided Babaji, you know, like true simplicity and love. And it's like, you. I've never been to the gardens in San Diego. They were closed when I was there. But I have been to Unity Village and the um, Parhamansa Yogananda meditators come and they're always in silent retreats like the whole weekend. I mean, and you think about how much um, he influenced all of us, you know, like mm-hmm. autobiography of a yogi. I mean, it's like you just read it, you reread it, you know, it's one of those books. Yeah, it is. That's a classic. And then when I, the, I had this experience with Neem Karoli Baba, I had gone up to... Um, the Kashi Ashram with an old acquaintance of mine. And we went up there. It's in Sebastian. And I wasn't familiar um, with uh, him or Hanuman at that point. And, and, you know, Hanuman is a monkey god, a deity. Anyway, so I co- we come to this ashram and walking around and I'm having this, this relatively new experience for me. This is many years ago. And they, there's this beautiful statue of Neem Karoli Baba. And I think that was the first time I had the awareness that statues can be enlivened. <laughs> and, and meaning that you can go and talk. They, they have this place where you can kneel before this beautiful statue. Now, he's portrayed laying out um, in a, like on a chaise with a plaid um, blanket over him. And he even has nail polish on the statue. And so it's it's very lifelike as he was in the living because that's always how he was in a leaning uh, laying on one side uh, smiling and very welcoming. So I stand in front of the statue. I decide to go ahead and kneel, and I communicate telepathically that I would love to have an insight regarding whatever it was that was on my mind at the time. And I think it had to do with the relationship. And oh my gosh, Cindy, the statue. Communi- or Neem Karoli, not the statue, communicated back some amazing wisdom that it really brought deep understanding of the nature of relationships. Now, I don't, I don't know. Was it literally him? Uh, was it the vibration of the whole ashram? I don't know, but it was profound, and I'll never forget it. <laughs> See, this is the whole thing. You know, like a lot of people are like, oh, those are icons, they're this, that, you know, no, 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 no. You can call them whatever, but the reality is is that when you have a picture of one of these deities, they give you an energy transmission. Just looking at them, you can feel the wisdom, you can feel the love, and that's what these cards do. I mean, you've got the Neem, um, Neem Karoli uh, Baba, and he talks about, with increasing love, miracles manifest all around me. I share unconditional love through service to others. I believe in the power of love. I remember my true nature and share blessings and love with all. I serve others through love, joy, and laughter. I am love. And um, the stone that um, Margaret Ann um, researched and aligned with him is the, the, and I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, the Mukite Jasper. You said it perfectly, yeah. Oh, I'm amazed I I did did that. You did. This is a a stone that's from Australia, actually. Wow. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I love Jasper anyway, but this particular um, picture of the Jasper is amazing. And, And so this is the other side of the card. It says, are you a believer in miracles? Are you ready to access and know all that is known? Open your heart to experience grace. And then, um, and then offer those blessings to everyone with whom uh, you interact. And that's the whole deal with this is that, you know, crystals have the vibration of Mother Earth. And they, um, you know, they bring in that 
um, that vibration. And then when you have the saint or the deity or the mystic, you know, just learning about them or just being in their presence, you get you get answers, you know. And the Hindus call them leelas, the, the leelas, the little blessings or gifts that, oh. you know, that just come with that knowledge. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times the, you know, the Hindu deities, they, they don't answer your, like when they're in living incarnations, like when they're still present, sometimes they'll answer a question with a question because they want you to come to your own um, awareness. But sometimes you're mm. just like, oh, like you, like you were, wondering about this relationship and then the next thing you know like the answers just came mm-hmm. and it's like but they didn't he didn't directly give them to you but he did he did because he felt mm-hmm. that you he heard you asking and he blessed you with the and, answer and it was all through divine inspiration because it's not like the statue's lips moved <laughs> right right i no, know that, but that that would right. have scared me <laughs> Right, right. But you know, there are these things called the Murtis, which are, um, they look, they're, they're, they're replications or whatever of the Divine Mother. And in India, the um, the Divine Mother, it, it, it's worshipped and adored, and they know that the energy of the Divine Mother is the love and the peace and the nurturing and sustenance. And so there's rituals in these ashrams where they take the Murti each and every day, they undress her. They bathe her with rose water and all these other things, and they um, there's a whole ritual with this, and then they totally redress her, etc. And then when they have the Divine Mother festivals, they um, they're offering um, fruit and nuts and all these different personal offerings to the Murti each and every day. Well, there is this one time during the Divine Mother festival that every Murti all over India started weeping milk. Seriously, this is a true story. And they're they're like, what? Like this was a holy miracle because the Murtis, I mean, they don't weep milk, but they did. All of them at the same time all over India. It's like, how can you explain these things? You know, it's the Divine Mother who is speaking to all people, whether they're Hindus or not. I mean, it was it was that whole energy of love and nurturing and the mother. Isn't that amazing? It really is. It really is. And I know there's a Murti in Crestone, Colorado. I haven't been there personally. Someone brought me a picture of it, and I keep that in, as part of my um, my collage of master teachers. Well, you were in my office, and do you yes. remember what it looks like? With, there's like a lot of their pictures on <laughs> facing me while I'm writing. <laughs> Right, right. The whole clan, the whole enclave of mystic saints and masters is right there with yeah. you. Yeah. Well, a yeah, lot of them know, are. They really are. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to Crestone, and this was like the, the most amazing experience. Okay, so I saw the marching and everything, and I'm sitting there by myself, and you know mm-hmm. that temple is on the top of a hill, and you're feeling the wind and all, and I'm, and I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, why is there no Ganesha here? I just don't get it. It just feels like Ganesha should be here. And then I did this leaning back. I just leaned back, and I looked up, and there was Ganesha on the ceiling above me. It was just, <gasps> I mean, talk about crying. I just started crying because I was like, oh, right there the whole time, uh... right above me. I know. Very and, you know, nice. Crestone, that that whole valley is really interesting. Um, so listeners, if you're like, what are they talking about? Crestone, Colorado is this area where there are Hindus, there are Buddhists, there are nuns, there are um, – there's this whole deal that they do once a year with all of them coming together. And, I mean, it's very it must sacred. Be a sacred – yeah, a sacred vortex, yeah. don't you think? Yeah. I think it so. It has to be. Yeah. Well, Ganesha, so, just for those that are listening, they might not know about, you never know, Ganesha is um, a elephant-headed deity that is the destroyer of obstacles and the bringer of blessings and abundance. And it's a wonderful, he's a wonderful being. And we have a beautiful rose quartz Ganesha at our front desk. Did you see that carved out of rose quartz? I did. It was gorgeous. Uh, it is for sale, but I'm very attached. <laughs> a little attached. Oh, it's not going to sell. You know that. It's part of the store. Well, at some point, <laughs> it, it will, everyone. I'm sure. Well, you I know, shouldn't say it um, shouldn't sell, but, 
but you know what I mean. It's it's the guardian yeah. right there when you walk in. Yeah. For right now, so, anyway, right? Yes, yes, because you know, and, right. So so if you're interested in the the rose quartz Ganesha, then of course you contact Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so, so funny. I, I didn't mean that as a commercial. It's just like wow. It's, no, it's just a profound piece because it's even. I'm sure it was must have been carved in in India, and it's got this gold leaf on it. It's decorated beautifully. It's really gorgeous. So where so did nice the idea to have. come? Yeah, Mark mm-hmm. Green, where did the idea come to correlate the masters, mystics, and saints with the crystal um, realm? How did, I mean, how did that happen? You know, I think that it's because of actually realizing that these beings have a certain vibrations. They have they have certain teachings that they bring forth, and likewise gemstones. And that doesn't mean this is the only gemstone for that deity or that master or that mystic is, or saint. It's just that I um, I picked one. We could probably pick up maybe ten different gemstones that would vibrate at a matching rate. And because so many people really relate to gemstones and they really relate to oracle decks, I thought this was a perfect way to um, share the teachings, even if it's just on on like sort of kind of like flashcards of some of these masters and saints that maybe not some people or a lot of people have not been exposed to. And that might open the minds and the hearts of the of everyone to maybe do further research on it, and I am working on another book in that regard as well. But it's it's like the whole point is to um, realize that these sacred spiritual beings have existed for so long, uh, for so many years into the past centuries, thousands of years actually, and they we have that that energy is still available to us. It's not like they're gone. They're still vibrationally and energetically alive to us, just like I, we talked about the, you know, enlivened statues um, and murtis and that. They're to help us with our past. So they're like guides or guardians that, if you know about them, then you can call on that energy and ask for that vibration to assist you in your life. And of course, like the gemstone thing is just fabulous. People love rocks, right? Oh, yep. I was a rock collector as a kid. I mean, I've just always been drawn to the Crystal Kingdom. Yep. Mhm. So that's why yeah, my, I that's why I picked this. I, I just felt like it was a good way to get the information out there and for people to enjoy it. You know, it's hard to pass up an Oracle deck. You know, you're that way, right? Oh gosh, I, you know that's why I, <laughs> I you know I was at the Chicago Body Mind Spirit Expo this weekend and. You know, I wasn't. I, I I knew I was going to do readings, but um, I wasn't sure I would do as many readings as I did. And you know, I put I put the different card decks out, and I did something different this time. Normally, I just put three or four decks out, and they pull one from each one. This time, I put seven decks out, and you know, yours was one of them. And I said, um, just pick the three decks that you would like to work with today. And people love that, that, you know, they got to choose their decks and they got to feel the cards. And, um, and you know, one of the suggestions that I make with um, coaching clients is that they have one or two or more, but, you know, at least start with one or two decks of cards and just start to work with them. And, you know, it, it helps. Like, you know, you talk about, you know, what is an intention? And these cards help people set intentions. So, you know, Margaret Ann, can you talk just a little bit about, you know, for people who maybe have gone to someone who uses cards, but they don't really have their own deck and they haven't worked with them. So can you just guide the, the listeners on if you have your deck of cards, how to best use them with asking for guidance and intention? Absolutely. So I I look at all of my card decks, all four of them, as um and and other people's oracle decks as well, of course, as as a tool to use for divine inspiration or for inspirational insight. I don't necessarily look at it as a fortune-telling tool, although it's going to bring intuitive awareness to your consciousness. You're going to be aware of 
um, something that's going to alert you to pay attention to this aspect of your life or that aspect of your life. And so the way that um, I like to work with an oracle deck is to have an intention, which is a reason why your, you know, your goal or outcome that you want to know about and, and establish that thought form. If you're with another person doing it for them, you can ask them, what is it that you want help with? What part of your life would you like some more insights on? Or you ask yourself, like, like today, I, when I pulled the card for this radio show, I simply said, I'm going to be with Cindy today in a few minutes, and I would like to feel the energy of our time together. What card is for the show? And you did the same thing, which I love. And so that yes. gave us some insights, and it gave us great information for us to share and talk about. We both had stories regarding that, you know, those cards. It just felt comfortable. So this is what I do often with people is I just say, get, think of something in your life that you want some help with, and then I'll pull a card. So now I just did that and shuffled, and um, so people who are listening – I'll say that this is for someone or everyone that's listening. It's the chrysanthemum stone. Are you ready to overcome suffering? Do you have enough clarity to find the source of your misery? To overcome sorrow, call upon the part of you that recognizes the many blessings in your life. And I won't read every single thing, but that in itself, and it's Padmasambhava, which is a... Um, a Buddhist, um, how do I want to say? What is he considered? I, I should know. I should know the right terminology. Um, Padmasambhava was was one of the Buddhas. That's that's the way to say it. He was a Bodhisattva. Uh, I effortlessly tap into universal wisdom. I have extraordinarily good fortune in all aspects of my life, especially in my interpersonal relationships. So, in this way, you like read through the card. And then you think, okay, well, how does this relate to my, what my question was? What does Padmasambhava and Chrysanthemum Stone have to do with me? Well, if let's say somebody was thinking a question like, I can't stop thinking about a certain situation regarding this friend of mine or my boyfriend or my girlfriend. I can't let it go. I just keep chewing it over and over and over again. I'm letting it get me crazy. And then you read this and you think, here's the question. Are you ready to overcome suffering? Decide if you're ready to overcome suffering because you're suffering over the, the stress regarding that relationship. Then the answer is to, call, to overcome the suffering, call upon the part of you that recognizes the blessings in your life. So it's telling you, stop thinking about the suffering and focus on all the blessings that are already existing in your life detach from the suffering, which is a very big part of the Buddhist teachings, detach from suffering and focus on good fortune, love, peace, happiness, and universal wisdom. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It makes sense. And, you know, that's the beauty of these cards. And so you're teaching, you're learning, and you're receiving inspiration, all of it. It's like all rolled into one. And, you know, I love how you're teaching about the crystals and, you know, the the different, like St. Bridget. Okay, St. Bridget showed up at least five times in readings I did over the weekend. And, of course, I had an Irish Celtic family <laughs> so that when one of the girls was named Bridget. And so the, the, the matriarch explained how her name came to be. And, uh, you know, so, so you have St. Bridget. I affirm the well-being of myself and others. I remember the miraculous powers within my body, mind, and spirit. You know, and then wherever I go and whatever I do, I share my many blessings. So it's, you know, I mean, Margaret Ann, you and I were similar, I think, in our childhoods. I was raised Roman Catholic, um, and that came by my mom marrying my stepfather because, you know, I would never have had that Catholicism if it weren't for him. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I grew up going to Catholic school for the first three years, and then we moved, and the Catholic school had a waiting list, and, you know, it just didn't happen because it was just uh, over, you know, too many people for the school. But I can remember as a kid going to the library and reading every single book I could read on the saints. 
like, you know, St. Teresa mm-hmm. and all the different yeah. saints because I was always inspired. Like, you know, how did they know? How did they get guided to that devotion and total 100% devotion? You know, and, and you'd read these stories of these saints and you'd be like, they just kind of knew, you know? And it's like, I don't know. So, so, and I've always loved the well, rosary. I've loved the fasting. I love rituals. Mm-hmm. I'm a big, big person with rituals. And, you know, to me, that's the secret of of staying, like, centered and expanded in the middle of, like, a lot of tumultuous times. I agree. You know, I look, I look at this also as these, these um, all of these saints, let's talk, in regard to saints, regardless of what religious affiliation. They were, they're like they're they were the original mystics and prophets, and we we the today are all, the people that are probably listening to the show and you and I, we're all mystics. That's and and we we give we we think oh well you know what we're doing now is new. Well no, the people that are in the stack are the they're all the new agers. <laughs> they're not new age. They're just they they just did it back in a different time zone, different time frame, in a different place. You know, Bridget had major uh fire ceremonies and was one of the first um uh females to be ordained as a bishop through a cosmic mix up. <laughs> the bishop that was ordaining her um, I think just as a nun, somehow read the wrong ordination information, <laughs> and she became a, a bishop. You know, it's just like I had no like idea. Just, yeah, it's, yeah, you know, I, I don't know if that's exactly the story, but that's how I remember it. It's my version. Right. It was just, you know, all these magical, mystical things. But you know, with that happened today, and they happened forever. You know, this is this is something that we can say. Because some people say, "Oh well, I'm not. I don't want to. I'm not want to associate with that because that's sort of religious. Um, it's not. It's, it's spirituality. It's remembering that they. It's just that they got named a certain way because of certain religions, so that they'd be accepted by these different philosophies. You know, right? Well, and you know, there used to be high priestesses. I mean, this was this was part of it, and you know, you have to go to the Episcopalian um, religion to see the women who, you know, can like, you know, move up the ladder, so to speak, you know. But 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 you know, there are missing books from the Bible, and we're not going to go into all that. But you know, women mm-hmm. had much more of a role in the earlier um, teachings of the church, but then that was all changed as history went by, and um, as we both know that you know, a lot of the women mystics were so powerful, so incredibly like powerful. Hildegard. Yes. Oh, Hildegard. Hildegard von Bingen. Oh, my gosh. I mean, isn't she fabulous? I mean, you know, still today, you know, you look at these cathedrals and you just, you know, the power of her. Yeah. It really, like, um, I just love this. One, one night, my husband comes home with a video from the library. He, like, you know, rents DVDs. And he's like, oh, I think you might end up liking this. It's called The Visions of um, Hildegard. And I said, oh, Hildegard von Bingen? And he's like, how do you know that? I said, because I've been to, I, I feel like, felt like a little bit Forrest Gumpish in the moment. It's like, because I've been to her, her monastery, her convent uh, in in Bingen, Germany. I, and I did. I ended up being blessed through circumstances to go visit this. I give gratitude to my friend Lucy for bringing me there. And it was amazing. I otherwise, And I got to be in her, her church. And she was somebody that was channeling information that kind of turned the Catholic Church on its heels. They were very uh, challenged by her because she was a woman. And she was channeling and bringing forth information about, you know, healing with herbs and but more so that she even used healing with crystals and she's written music. It's just profound. Right. So, you know, it's interesting. You find the gemstone elixirs throughout history in many, many different cultures. And I don't know if you want to go in that direction, but, you know, I have a healing wand that came from this guy that I met through Saima. And he, um, it's a selenite wand, but the handle has crystal, crushed crystal gemstones 
um, in it. So you can see where he hollowed out the center of the handle of this healing wand, and then he put all these different um, crushed crystals in there, and then he wrapped it with this lavender tape that was just exquisite. And, you know, you feel it. I use it with healing with my clients. I use it on myself. And it it reminded me... um, or this weekend I was reminded of it, doubly so, by um, I was at this conference in Chicago, and this on Sunday morning I had a headache, and I rarely have headaches. So when I do have a headache, I'm always like, okay, what's going on with the energies around me or within me? You know, I always do my self-discovery and go through my checklist, and, you know, and, and I couldn't shake it. So I didn't put the cards out, I was, and the, the gal who was helping me said, aren't you doing readings? I said, not until this headache clears. I said, because, Mm. you know, there's something going on here. I'm not sure what. And I said, you know what? You handle the booth. I'll be back in a little while. So I just wandered, and I was very drawn to this booth called the Godly Garden or something. Um, And they named it after the town they lived in, so it really doesn't say what it is at all. But they had Mm -hmm. sheets of selenite, Margaret. They had sheets of selenite. They Mm. found this mine where they worked directly with them. This gal... And you'll appreciate this. The gal found this mine and just felt the crystals talking to her. And she brought home these sheets of selenite, blew out the axle on her car <laughs> because mm. of the weight. They're very heavy. The, yeah. I know. I know. And her husband just looked at her and he got it. He knew that something miraculous had happened here and he bought her this new truck, you know, and all this. But at any rate, I sat there with my feet on the the sheet of selenite, and then I had selenite wands in my hand, and I just meditated and closed my eyes. And, you know, when you've done enough meditation, you can close your eyes no matter where you are. I don't care if it's an airport, train station, it doesn't matter. You can go into that zone. Mm -hmm. And I went into that zone, and it was like everything just fell away. And I thought, oh, how beautiful is that? And I went back to the booth. And I was just thinking, oh, my gosh, I have two selenite wands. Why am I not using them on me? I use them on clients, but I'm not using them on me. And I thought with with the whole deal, I just went back to the booth, and this lady came up, and she goes, we're looking for um, – I, what is her name? Cinnamon. We're looking for Cinnamon the Reader. I'm like, you know, I'm the wrong person to ask. I really am not familiar with the readers at the show. And she said, well, you know, they ran out of program guides, but I have four people who want readings. She And she looked at me and she said, you don't do readings, do you? And I, in my mind, I'm scanning, you know, how you do, and I was like, okay, my headache's gone. I said, you know what? Mm-hmm. Sure. I, I, I said, I'll be happy to read for you and your um, friends and family. Well, then they didn't show up, but five other people showed up, and then they did show up. It was like, it was just one of these wow. days. But the selenite, you know, mm-hmm. I I had forgotten how healing selenite is. And whatever was going on, I mean, it just left, just like that. And selenite can help you with that for sure. It's like a great a gemstone. And I have one of those slabs that I got years ago in Cortez, Colorado. Uh, and uh, and then I like to keep longer wands, selenite wands nearby. I keep them in the angel room where I work. But, you know, it's great for massage therapists, too, to place an, uh, like either a selenite lo- a log, I call them. They look like logs. Or uh-huh. even a long wand under the table for so that it's constantly clearing. I keep a selenite. Uh, a, bit, a fairly Good large idea. piece of selenite at my, the entrance to my house so that it's clearing me and anyone or anything that enters my home and clear, and it just aligns me with the divine and it aligns, aligns anybody with the divine, especially when used with conscious intent. That's the trick. That, that, right. And love that you meditated with it. It's just perfect. Oh, I just closed my eyes and just left and the gal at the booth actually took my picture and um, when I came back and I, you know it wasn't even that long it was just a short journey but when I came back I was like oh, I'm grounded again whatever was swirling is gone and you know it's just beautiful um, so Margaret Ann I want to mention um, listeners that her website is com, and I want to spell that as M-A-R-G-A-R-E-T-A-N-N L-E-M-B-O dot com. And 
um, you know, Margaret's mentioned some of it, but I, I just want to mention the rest. She's uh, the author of The Essential Guide to Aromatherapy and Vibrational Healing, um, published by Llewellyn. Um, Chakra Awakening, Transform Your Reality Using Crystals, Color, Aromatherapy, and the Power of Positive Thought. Um, that is with Llewellyn as well. The Essential Guide to Crystals, Minerals, and Stones, Llewellyn. Color Your Life with Crystals, Your First Guide to Color Crystals and Chakras, uh, Fendhorn Press. Um, all About Smudging ebook, Llewellyn Worldwide. Color Your Life with Good Thoughts Coloring Book. And that's the rage today is these coloring books. Um, I, I love seeing them, and I've actually colored in them. Um, she has several decks of cards, angels and gemstone guardian uh, cards, the archangels and gemstone guardian, uh, guardians card, the crystal intentions oracle, guidance and affirmations, and then, of course, the deck that you've been hearing about tonight, the masters, mystics, saints, and the gemstone guardians. She also has nine spoken audio guided meditation CDs. You can find out um, find out all this information at the Margaret and Limbo.com or www.thecrystalgarden.com. Um, she um, has a Facebook presence. And um, do you want to tell tell us anything else on uh, anything you want to add for how to find you, Margaret Ann? Oh, perhaps people might enjoy visiting my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash Margaret Ann Lembo. Very inspirational. There's usually a new video every week around, I think, Thursdays or when we publish a new video. So they're, they're either an inspirational insight or uh, the card of the day or the gemstone of the day or the essential oil of the day. I, try, I mix it up so that you have lots to choose from this, you know, great information. So YouTube, subscribe and you'll well, get, and you- no- get notified. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you also have your meditation radio show. Do you want to talk about that at all? Well, and, and you know, I have shifted that. So the, oh. so that same, if you go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Margaret Ann Lembo, you'll find a great archive filled with so much information, so many different shows. And so I, uh, for the longest time, I did it as an me, uh, um, online meditation. And then I shifted it and I started doing it more as a, uh, this morning's was on Be Wealthy and, and all the energy and the gemstones and aromatherapy and the thought forms to use to help to realign with being wealthy. I think the week before might have been Be Sleepy and there's just different subject matters that I share for inspiration and they're great because they're only like 15, 20 minutes. It's not this long drawn out thing and that people can listen whenever, either live or as a podcast. Wonderful. And, you know, listeners, that's the platform of this show and Margaret Ann Limbo show. The minute the shows are, you know, are finished or, the, you know, when we leave the platform, we're like, okay, we're complete and leave the studio. This um, this show becomes a virtual blog, and we do, both of us get st- uh, stats on our shows. So we know how many people are actually listening live, and we know how many people are listening after hours. And what I find fascinating is many, many people are using these podcasts as their spiritual nourishment. They listen to it all hours of the day and night, you know, and so I want to remind you that, you know, when you're inspired by any of these shows, you can take that link and email it to friends and family. You can share it on your, you know, if you have a blog or on your Facebook page. If you feel inspired, share this knowledge. It's all free. Yeah, we we, we do this to help um, people and Margaret Ann is one of the busiest women I have ever known. She writes her <laughs> articles; she gets them in so early that sometimes I forget they came. I mean, that's that's how good she is. And no, I mean really. And you know, but this is our service. This is our dharma. This is our giving back and helping as many people as we can. And you know, the podcast is a beautiful, beautiful way. So one last reminder um, as we come to a. a, a a close, please um, send an email to info at spiritseeker.com asking to be added to the email list, and then you'll know when we have our radio shows and when the magazine's online. Um, and once again, we've been listening to Margaret Ann Limbo, my guest that I just adore, and her websites Aww. are Margaret Ann Limbo, <laughs> truly Margaret, come on, <laughs> margaretannlimbo.com <laughs> and um, com. She has a fabulous store online. You can find feng shui 
spray products. You can find all of the essential oils. You can find the Cardex. You can find the sprays. You can find her new roll-on um, essential oil uh, products that are amazing to just put them in your purse and then you roll them on when you want to change your vibration and set your intention to shift the energy. And I don't know. Margaret Ann, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being my guest and being my friend. That's all that you're doing. Okay, so everyone have a great week. We are off the air next week, but you can listen to the archive shows, and we'll be back in two weeks to learn about uh, numerology. So thank you all. Namaste, namaste, namaste. And thank you, Margaret Ann, for everything you're doing, from my heart to yours. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, good night, everyone. Good night.